Welcome to Gaia's Love, a podcast of brief messages to help humanity bridge the gap to the new earth. My name is Vivian Gerard. It is my delight to be a scribe for consciousness today, sharing the wisdom that flows through from source. Here we go. Episode 252. It is Thursday here in Cincinnati, a little rainy and cloudy, still hot, but we had some awesome thunderstorms and lightning this morning. I was laying in bed and with my husband, all these lightning strikes were going outside the window and there were these flashes of light that were popping through my eyelids while I was asleep. Well, I was awake, obviously, <laughs> if I was seeing them, but there was all this light that kept coming into the room. It was absolutely spectacular. Um, so we are, yeah, we're sitting <laughs> with a shift in our weather patterns. I believe today it's dropping in temperatures and tomorrow is going to be a high that's 20 degrees cooler than it was a couple days ago. So we are enjoying this beautiful summer display from Gaia. Okay, today, today we talk about Gaia, and it felt so perfect that we had this display of lightning strikes, fireworks, this morning to announce, <laughs> like, today's the day we talk about Gaia. And if you are just tuning in, this is the first time you're listening to the podcast on, what day would that have been, Tuesday, episode 250, I shared my story from One Day Gaia's Gifts, which describes this triangle of energy between Source, Gaia, and humanity. And so yesterday we explored definitions or interpretations of Source, and today we explore Gaia and tomorrow, humanity. So I encourage you, if all of this is new to you, to go back to episode 250 and begin there which when you do that, episode 250 will tell you to go back to episode 150 and tune into that first. So <laughs> you're going to have a little trail to follow and I highly recommend following that trail and then coming back, coming back to this episode. All right, Gaia. So a name is a powerful vibration or energy that is anchored into sound. And depending on the language you use, the sounds are, are different. So if we speak English, there's a certain sound and harmonic and melody that we use for English. If you speak Spanish or German or Japanese or Sanskrit or Latin, whatever language it is that is natural to you, there's a rhythm, a cadence, a flow that the way the sounds move through. And then there's always the interpretation. So how we hear and feel and experience those sounds changes the way that our body, our mind, our spirit reacts to it. So for example, if you say my name, Vivian, in English, it's just Vivian. If you pronounce it in the Spanish interpretation, which means they live, it is Viven. 
right? And so there are, there are different feelings that come through when the name changes. It's exactly that way for our Earth, for our planet. When we are souls and we are exploring where it is we want to go in our soul journey, from way out in the universe, if that's how you want to look at the physical and energetic structure of things, from out in the universe, there's this tiny little blue planet. That's probably how we would have described that vision of that planet to each other as souls. What's that tiny blue planet over there, down there on the left? What is that tiny blue planet? And it's intriguing because there's a, a form to it, a glow to it. Um, it's almost like a pulse or a vibration that emanates out from this tiny blue planet and it's very magnetic and so there's a sense of being drawn towards an experience coming go, well from where we are in the universe going to earth to to explore to see what is this place what happens there what does it feel like to take on a human form and walk around in a physical 3d world from the outside it is very mysterious and powerful and tiny, it looks tiny. It's much like in Horton Hears the Who, the way they describe, I think it's the dandelion and there's Whoville and it's sitting in this tiny little dandelion and the elephant is trying to save the dandelion and race around and keep it safe. It's exactly that way when we see this tiny little blue planet, it is much smaller than other objects or experiences or places we would choose to go to as souls. So we we know it in that definition, tiny blue planet. When we are preparing for it as souls, it's called Earth, Earth School. And when we arrive, that's the name that we are familiar with, so it's the one that we use all the time. We call it Earth. And it makes sense because what we, what we experience the most here is walking on the Earth, the dirt, the surface. We feel it, see it. It's solid. It's what feels familiar to us and so the word earth the name earth feels very um, stable and steady for us as an energy as a consciousness as a field of thought or creation the true name the full proper if we were to give it English terms, the proper name, <laughs> the name that this planet would be called by if Source was doing roll call of all the planets would be Gaia, G-A-I-A, -A, Gaia. And Gaia is a high vibrational, energetic sound, a lyrical, rhythmic cadence that flows and also has solidness to it, G. Gaia, like there is a force, an emphasis, a strength, along with the flow of the vowels, the energy that goes after that. So for much of my awakened part of my journey, I have, um, I've defined it as Gaia slash Earth. <laughs> I've called it the tiny blue planet. I've used all these different ways that we talk about it to try to translate or make it understandable to those who are not familiar with the term Gaia and what that feels complete for me <laughs> that dancing around of names feels complete and I am 
excited to simply have a podcast that says Gaia and honors this planet in her highest vibrational form. When, when we are souls looking at this beautiful planet, there's um, a solidness to her form and yet a softness, a tenderness that feels familiar to us, much like you know, the maternal feminine energy of a sacred mother or a sacred grandmother. There's a sense that much creation happens in that tiny blue planet. While it looks small, there's a power, a force that we can feel that is very magnetic. And that is why when we refer to Gaia Earth, we often say she or her we call her a feminine planet. There's no logic to it, it's just a sense that she's constantly creating and that creative flow is very feminine. It's how we understand the cycle of birth and death. It's how we see creation flow through within humanity. The, the female, the feminine, is birthing the, the next generation of humans. And so we assign that feminine energy to Gaia. So you will probably hear me use those pronouns, she, her. It's an honoring of that creative energy. And yet it's important to also add there is a definite masculine strength and independence and focus on sustainability and, and uh, boundaries that is an innate part of Gaia. There is an atmosphere that holds all of the energy and creation and thought and provides a barrier, a boundary of this human experience that is very masculine. There's a, a form to our planet because we know that when we as souls choose to enter into this experience of coming to Earth School, part of the agreement that we have created or agreed to or collaborated with as souls and then humans and earth is that when we come into this atmosphere we come in fresh new we come in without this remembering of who we are at an infinite in an infinite way we may have glimpses of it we may remember it for a short time when we're little we may hopefully in our human journey come back to a place of full remembering that we are infinite and yet the physical journey of being a human is supposed to be finite. We're supposed to play with physical beginnings and endings. And so a separation, a sense of separation from this infinite knowing is important. But that's also part of the humanity thing that we're going to explore tomorrow. So when we choose to come to Gaia, there's a knowing inside of our soul that we will be held through the journey, through the human experience. That we are entering a cocoon, a womb. When we come through that atmosphere as souls and enter into a human body, or the same for animals, plants, whatever energy is coming in through the atmosphere into the physical form, there's a knowing that we are held and cocooned and protected and safe within this atmosphere of Gaia. 
and that whatever our intention was as we pass through the atmosphere is exactly what we have the opportunity to co-create. We may get lost in some of the density of it, but the purity of the intention is honored as soon as we come through that atmosphere. So imagine if we started, well, let me go back in time. When we first, uh, <laughs> it's hard to even use the right words because these concepts are so big. When Gaia first created form, it was simply as the, the energy of one, which was Gaia, source, this planet and source. And, and that was a co-creation for a long time until Gaia became a, a place of being able to hold physical creations. And so we started with water and plants and trees and flowers and nature. It's exactly how we have assigned the creation of the world to the way God created. Source Gaia created herself, and if we attribute that to God, it's bringing God into that space of Source and Gaia. And so there's this creation of form with all of the textures and colors and, and birthing and dying of plants, trees, everything that we see in what we call nature. When that was established in the, the structure, the metabolism, if that's the right word, the metabolism of Gaia was steady, then we could start to introduce uh, animals, fish, mammals, <laughs> all of the, the extras that brought more energy into this atmosphere of Gaia. And perhaps we as souls took on form and played as fish and played as whales and played as elephants and played as dogs and cats and whatever other animals and experiences we wanted to create. We came in and, and played with different forms of physical structure and in that Gaia, the energy field of Earth, strengthened and became richer and more complex and more diverse. and and energy creation could just expand and flourish. And so there was this incredible birthing of new and more forms being created within the atmosphere of Gaia. So you can imagine as that started to strengthen, as the metabolism of our planet was stronger and stable, and then the creations inside were multiplying there's a draw to create something even more complex, which is how humans evolved. We wanted to be able to create with mind, with thought. And so humans, souls took on human form and started to create structures, fire, um, mind-based concepts, philosophies, religion, we created everything that now exists within this atmosphere of Gaia. And at first there were just a few. We describe this in the story of religion. You know, there was man and woman, there was Adam and Eve. I created a super funny podcast looking at the story, calling it Rewriting Adam and Eve, if you want to play with that idea. As humans created within this field of energy of Gaia, there were just a few, and then it multiplied, and there were more, and there were more, and there were more. And so over the last 
period of time, as we define it in human physical understanding, there has been this rapid expansion where we are now at 7 billion souls in human forms walking around on this planet. And as I have shared so many times in meditations and podcasts, still our planet stays in her rotation around the sun in perfect harmony. Her, her steadiness is absolutely miraculous, remarkable, <laughs> incomprehensible with all of the activity that is now happening within the atmosphere of Earth. And yet there comes a, what some would call a tipping point, a moment where the inner metabolism, much like we have in our physical bodies, the inner metabolism is stretched or matched, maxed to the limit. And if it isn't course corrected, the outer metabolism will start to throw itself off balance. So we do the inner work to make sure the outer work is keeping us in harmony and that is the place that I believe Gaia is at our inner metabolism how we are utilizing the resources provided by the energy field of this planet is out of whack with what she needs to hold as steady so that her rotation around the Sun can continue in this beautiful way that it has been for so long so what does that mean Some bring fear into the story and they say we are destroying our planet, that climate change is ending life as we have known it, and that we are going to uh, come to a moment where the planet either dries up or blows up or gets itself thrown off course around the sun and we get too close or too far away and life as we know it cannot continue here in the atmosphere of Gaia. What I know to be true, what I believe with every ounce of my soul's knowing, is that Gaia is the one in control of her destiny, not humans, and that if she chooses to continue this sustainable path that she is on, which I don't understand why she wouldn't, there's such beauty and magic in the creative energy happening within her womb. I don't see where she is ready to end that journey she's going to course correct internally. Her inner metabolism is going to adjust to create what she needs to hold her outer metabolism steady around the sun. So what that means is if it's too hot in one part of this planet because we are destroying the ozone layer or we are um, blowing up the uh, <laughs> I don't even have the words. We are blowing up the deep Amazon forest that help with the carbon dioxide, the metabolism of her oxygen. She will come in and cool down the temperature. She will shift what needs to happen to make sure that the, the inner balance of her temperature, her, her uh, photosynthesis, everything that needs to happen within this atmosphere. Gaia will course correct that. So we give those experiences names as humans, we call them disasters, catastrophes, we bring fear into it and we say the world is ending or the earthquake is, is going to, the tsunami, everything is going to destroy this planet. 
I see it as a way that Gaia brings us back into alignment, back into present moment, back into awareness that we are all co-creating together. And when humans are out of balance and taking too much from our planet, she brings us back to a place of gratitude and, and respect for the co-creation of Gaia and humans. We as humans don't always enjoy that. We, we get very upset when our things are taken from us and our comfort zones are pushed. When we see death around us, we get very afraid. And yet, death is inevitable as humans. From what we know now as the experience of being a human, at some point we will die and we will return to non-physical. We will become source energy again outside of this planet and create some new experience. And maybe we'll sit and we'll look at that tiny blue planet that now has become much, much larger energetically because of all that is happening and being co-created within our atmosphere and we'll go, wow, <laughs> that was a cool experience. That was pretty awesome. So what really is there for us to be afraid of? When we choose to come into the atmosphere of Gaia, it is with gratitude and, and deep love for the courage of a planet to evolve in the way that she is for a thought form of consciousness which is in the physical expression of a planet, for that to become more, become brighter, bigger, take on greater energy, collaborate in greater ways with souls, with source, with the universal energy. When we can remember that that gratitude is what guided us into this experience on Gaia and we can start to offer that gratitude back as much as possible to Gaia. We can sit and marvel, marvel at the beauty of this planet from the inside, not from outside looking at her, from inside. <laughs> if you can imagine when we're little babies inside of our mother's wombs, how it must look to be on the inside in the actual creative process. It must be the most miraculous thing to see and feel and experience. We forget it when we come out of the birth canal, but in that womb, it must just be marvelous. <laughs> well, it's the same for us as humans within the force field of Gaia. We are in the space of creation. Can we pause as much as possible and honor the creation that is constantly happening around us. I'll give you an example. Yesterday I had a worker come to our house to help with the phone lines and um, he, was in, he arrived right in the middle of meditation as I was preparing for the podcast. I was really in this beautiful space of awareness and I showed him where the phone lines are on the outside of the house and so I was standing at the garage Normally I would have gone back inside and done something while I was waiting for him and I just felt compelled to stand, just to stand in my garage and look out at the trees and the activity of the earth that was happening around me. And I stood there for just five minutes while he was doing his work and I'm looking at the leaves that are falling down from the trees and landing on the grass 
and how the grass bends to allow the leaf that space and welcomes it knowing it's going to compost into that dirt and create a richer grass the next year and I could see this one little yellow bird that flew from one tree over to another tree and was just singing as it was doing it and then how the clouds were sort of gathering in the sky and they were blowing with some wind and the wind was moving the trees the branches the leaves and there was the swaying energy that was happening way up towards the sky I could see a little dragonfly that went from the rose bush right at our front entrance it was bright like green lime green and it just started flying straight over and landed on a leaf and I just watched it land the amount of energy and movement and creation the life force that was happening right there in that one little tiny area of the world right outside my garage it's always happening always and yet we're so busy with our human activities we forget to just pause and be in the magic of it I had a moment like that maybe two years ago, a year and a half ago, it was fall. It was um, the time where all the leaves fall off the trees here in the Midwest and I had the leaf blower out and I was walking down the driveway just blowing the leaves trying to clean up this mess, you know, of the earth <laughs> so that I could drive my car <laughs> up the driveway without running over leaves. And I was looking forward and then something just caught my attention and I turned with the leaf blower towards the left. And as I turned to the left, all of the leaves just suddenly blew up around me. All of these colors, reds and oranges and yellows, just whoosh, like came up all around me as the leaf blower lifted them off the ground. And I was suddenly just surrounded with this magical display of colors and leaves. And it was absolutely breathtaking. It was as if everything just turned into this magical, sparkly, mysterious experience. It was, it was a dissolving of time or space. It was just me in this full connection to these leaves and to our planet. It was as if Gaia just said, remember the magic of this for one moment. Just see me as I am. And I will never forget that experience. It was, it was a dissolving of the separation between human and planet. And I believe we are being offered more and more of those moments that we are able to see through our phones, through video cameras, through lenses. We can see the majesty of Gaia and somehow translate that, bring that into social media, into technology, into conversations, into movies, we're able to dissolve the ways that we have been separate from our planet. And technology is aiding us in that. The number of photographers who are sharing the way they see nature, Gaia, Her Majesty, they are bringing us gift after gift after gift. Are we paying attention? Are we honoring what we are? Are we are blessed to be able to see? So Gaia, our home, the experience we chose as souls to come into because we knew that there was love and creation and magic 
waiting for us here and that our souls would expand at the most exponentially impossibly magnificent ways by coming into this physical earth school. So when we choose to remember that or awaken to that, it's unique for each of us and we may have just flashes of it for months or years. And then suddenly there's that full moment of remembering, of absolute bliss at the beauty that is in every view that we look at, in every step that we take, in every breath that we bring into our bodies. We become filled up with the incredible gloriousness that is this planet. There's a moment in the movie Moana where this courageous little girl walks through the divide of the ocean. <laughs> it feels like the story of uh, Moses parting the Red Sea, except it's the new version of it with the feminine. And she walks and she gives the heart back to the one who looks wounded. And in that moment of giving the heart back to the one who is wounded, the entire scene changes to flowers. Life comes back. It is such a symbol of humanity bowing, offering our respect, our gratitude to Gaia, handing our love to her with such grace and such strength and such knowing that it is time to do so. And in that offering of such love, she shows us all that she is. How blessed are we to be alive at the moment of this transition, this individuation, this graduation of Gaia from the tiny blue planet, from Earth school to her own sustainable energy force field that we will always refer to in the future as Gaia. We get to be here in the creation of it, in the witnessing of it. It is a gift to be deeply treasured and not withheld, to be extended, to be offered to our planet in moment after moment after moment, in thank you after thank you after thank you. So I... I, Viv, the one who chose to come at this time to be on this planet, to share these stories, to offer this guidance, to be this voice in Gaia's Love podcast that says, just be love, just offer love, just show love, just show up in love. I am humbled and so grateful, so grateful for this experience of life here in the creative energy field of Gaia. And so, of course, we celebrate that. We celebrate that, which is why these festivals are so precious to me. We celebrate this journey. Yeah, much to ponder and to reflect on, knowing that 
your experience of Gaia is as unique to you as your experience of Source is. And all I can do is share and offer my experience and then trust and know yours will be perfect exactly as it is. And then tomorrow we explore humanity. <laughs> Life is so good. So good. Thank you for tuning into this vibration of pure love. I invite you to join me in aligning with the optimal health of your mind-body-spirit in the virtual community of Viv's Energy Gym. You can learn more at mysouljourney.com. Let's take this message of Gaia's love out into all of our relationships and communities today. So much love from my heart to yours.